The Pittsburgh Youth Symphony Orchestra recently traveled to do concerts in Portugal. I spoke with music director Jacob Joyce, executive director Bill Powers, and Sadie Navid, who is a violinist and a student at Shadyside Academy. Uh, we're having a great time. It's been uh, a wonderful, I think, nine days so far. Um, we had uh, amazing concerts in the little town of Goish, uh, in the Casa de Cultura there, with a great crowd, and then had the opportunity to perform in the Casa de Musica in Porto to another fantastic crowd, very receptive. On Tuesday, we were in Torres Novas to actually probably our most receptive crowd to date, and tonight we're in the town of Estoril, just outside of Lisbon, uh, about, about to rehearse for our final concert. And I believe this is, yes, that's right, the final concert tonight. Um, it's kind of exciting because you're in Portugal and the concert time is so different than what we're used to here in the United States with concerts starting anywhere between 7 and 8. And uh, Sadie, tell me, what's it like to begin at 9 or 9.30 in the evening? Um, It's different for sure because um, usually in Pittsburgh it's a lot earlier. But I kind of like it because um, I feel like if the audience is willing to wait that long for music, then we have something really special to deliver. And I think that's really cool, especially because they don't even speak the same language as us. So it's like you don't even need someone to have something in common with you to still get through them using music. Absolutely. And isn't it wonderful to be able to share that language with others from around the world? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's one of the best parts of going on tour. Absolutely. I've actually like never been with like a music group outside of the country. So that was one of the biggest things that I'm excited to take back home with me. So that's what I was wondering. If th- is this your first trip outside of the United States? This is not my first trip leaving the U.S., but it's my first trip going with a music group out of the U.S. And do you did you have or have you had a favorite venue that you've really enjoyed so far? Um, that's actually really funny because when I was leaving the U.S., I was really excited to go to Casa de Musica because it's really well known, and I was just super excited. It's going to be really fun. Um, there's so many cultures, and I was really excited. And it was still amazing to play in such a great venue. But honestly, playing in small towns such as Goish and just, like, resonating with a smaller audience or just people from, like, just the small towns, it was so fun because you can really get on a personal level with them. And, like, actually, the concert we had, I think it was, like, two days ago, we walked out of the venue because it's kind of crazy. We had to go outside to get back to our music cases. And as we were walking by, the audience members were lining up, and they were saying, like, bravo, bravo, and it was just, like, so much fun. So, Honestly, the smaller venues were kind of really fun for me. Oh, that's great. I mean, those venues can be like little jewel boxes. They're so intimate, and the audience is right there. Uh, That's great. How about dealing with the language? Okay, so actually, I have a funny story about this one. Because um, musically, you know, like, you know, I didn't really talk to, you know, many people, um, like, a lot uh, after the show. I just kind of got through them with music, but one time I was traveling in a taxi and the driver was like, he could barely speak English, mm-hmm. but with like a ton of hand movements, he understood <laughs> that I play violin and at a re- random red light, he pulled out his Benfica cards because he's a very big soccer fan. And so be- by the end of the ride, we had come up with this deal that if I was ever in Portugal again with the musical orchestra, um, what he's going to do is he's going to come to one of our concerts if I attend a Benfica game, which I'm also a soccer fan, so it's a win-win for me because 
that's a dream for me. So that that is great. a great. great story. Great story. Jacob, music director, Jacob Joyce, um, tell us a little bit about the repertoire that you've been performing with the Pittsburgh Youth Symphony. So we brought a program that we were hoping would speak to um, all of the audience that we're playing, audiences that we're playing for. As Bill and Sadie mentioned, we've, we both played in the Casa de Musica, which is a real professional concert venue, and I think they have orchestral concerts probably several weeks, if not most weeks of the year. And then I got the impression that some of the other venues we played in, they rarely have ever experienced a symphony orchestra, and so we wanted to bring something that spoke to to everybody. Um, so we brought some American pieces. We brought Bernstein, West Side Story, a little overture, a couple themes from, from West Side Story, and a piece by Jennifer Higdon called Teton Range. We also had some other music from the Americas, uh, a piece by Arturo Marquez, the, the Danzon Number no. 2. Um, we brought a Portuguese-speaking composer. We, we, we wanted to bring something at least related to the country of Portugal. So we actually brought this fascinating piece. We're playing Rossini's William Tell Overture, and we're also playing uh, Villalobos's William Tell Overture, which is this kind of modernist, uh, deconstruction, recomposition of the William Tell Overture. I think that pairing has worked really well for the audiences because they, we, we play for them the real William Tell Overture that many of them recognize. And then this Villalobos piece that sounds eerily similar, but, but kind of in a 20th century light. So that's, that's been fun. And then we also brought uh, Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony. That's one of the big pieces we did towards the end of the season, uh, the, the probably the meatiest piece um, weightiest classical piece on our program, and we've been performing that uh, everywhere as well. So it's, it's a very, I, I'm amazed with, with the students that they're able to keep all of this repertoire straight. It's like the amount of repertoire that a professional orchestra would bring on tour, and they've done a fantastic job with it, and it's allowed us to bring so much different stuff to every audience that we've played for. So it's, it's been a joy to, to work with them. And remind me, how many members are there in the orchestra? I think there are uh, 80, 80 or so, and it's, yeah, I mean, one of the things that's incredible, that the PISO staff, the, the tour planners have done an amazing job because uh, we're, we're carting everyone around Portugal, a small country, and we've basically gone almost everywhere in Portugal, it feels like, with, with this big uh, um, group of over 100 people mm-hmm. on these huge buses, and so the, the logistics of the tour, I can't even imagine how much has gone into it, but... It's been amazing. We've shown up at every venue and had great conditions to make make some great music, so it's been fantastic. Well, Bill, you have been a part of uh, making this whole tour happen. Are you thrilled with the results of it? Oh, yeah. I mean, undoubtedly. uh, The the people of Portugal, first of all, are so welcoming and wonderful and in all of the concert halls in which we perform, so attentive to our needs and uh, and so and addressing them in advance as much as they possibly can and yes it's about 115 people we've been moving around the uh, the country here and everyone's just really having a great time supportive um and attentive and the students i think uh, are having such a joyous time that they they really are following things and getting where they need to be on time mostly and uh and having a great time performing um every concert has has really uh, gotten better um uh, each time we've performed so a lot of logistics a lot of great people here 
to uh, work uh, through them and uh, some very, very successful concerts. Really so proud of them. Well, I have to ask each one of you, because to me, one of the great things about Portugal is the food. So, Sadie, tell me, do you have a favorite meal that you uh, have enjoyed? Yes. Yes, I do. I I had these um, steamed clams the other night. And the thing about it is steamed clams, like it's not, I mean, it's not too fancy. It's kind of just, you know, you have a little lemon on top, some parsley and stuff. But oh my gosh, the clams, (laughs) they were so fresh. It was the best thing I've ever had. And it's funny because my dad loves cooking seafood. And he has competition now. He has some competition. So, yeah, that was really, really good. It was really fantastic. That was probably my favorite thing. That's wonderful. How about you, Jacob? What's been your favorite meal so far? Uh, I had a fantastic meal last night, actually. I think the highlight, uh, the culinary highlight of the tour for me, um, I got some octopus, which was prepared unbelievably well. And and like I said, it was incredibly fresh. It seems like uh, the seafood is, is the way to go here, and that was delicious. Um, I also, before the kids arrived, I went on a wine tour, which was very enjoyable as well. But, oh, uh, nice. In terms of, of meals, that was the top. Right, and you are in a, I think you're in a coastal town right now, uh, Cascais. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, with the uh, concert at the Salo Preto e Prata at the Casino Estoril, which is going to be happening tonight at 9.30. And you're in a coastal town, I believe, at the moment? Yeah, exactly. So uh, for lunch, a little bit more seafood today. And um, long day in the sun. So tonight, uh, 9.30, that will be... It's a long... This is the longest day on the tour for us, I'd say. But... Um, yeah, it's late concert time, especially now that we're all, when we came from the U.S., you know, the nine o'clock concert time was initially ideal because we're, the, that's like 4 p.m. U.S. time. It's perfect. Now it's going to be, I think this one will feel a little late in the evening, but mm-hmm. it's our last one. And it's our last one for all of the seniors who are going to be leaving us. So, so I know that Paiso is really going to go for it to send them off in style. So I'm looking forward to it. And how many seniors are leaving the orchestra? Uh it's, we have 27 departing members of the orchestra, mm-hmm. so a sizable number uh, playing their last Paiso concert tonight, and we have one full day on the tour tomorrow, and then, and then we say goodbye to them. But we never say goodbye because we know they come back uh, and visit us at Heinz Hall when, when they're in town and we have concerts. Absolutely. And, Bill, I, I have to ask you, what about your favorite meal so far? Well, I, I've had several, uh, but I, as Jacob indicated, you know, the seafood here is fantastic. And whether it's the bacalao, the salted cod, which they, they make in any number of different permutations. But I, I had some fried um, sardines and some beautifully grilled octopus today. Um, and, and at the risk of uh, sharing state secrets, um, perhaps, um, I, I could be wrong on this. I, I neither confirm nor deny, but maybe Maestro and I had a, a glass of 30-year aged port at one point during the tour. But Anna, don't tell anyone. I will not say a word. My lips are sealed. <laughs> Lucky you. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Sadie, are you a graduate this year, or will you have an, another year of uh, playing with the orchestra? Um, I'm a rising senior, so I'll have another another year, which will be great. And you're yeah. a student at Shadyside Academy, correct? Yes. And what made you get interested in the violin? Oh, okay. So my what made me interested in the violin um, was because um, was because I play piano and I really loved it. I mean, I I love the tone that comes out of the instrument, 
but I, you know, you can't do vibrato on the piano and True. you can't do slides on mm-hmm. the piano. And um, there's a couple things you can't do on the, pia- um, on the piano. So I wanted to really explore an instrument where you really have to really look into yourself and find all the emotion possible to get a message through. So like these concerts, honestly, by the end, we're all like sweating. <laughs> like we go through it. We go through every, literally every emotion possible. And today I think I'm going to go through um, a bunch of emotions because it's the last concert with a lot of my friends. Um, but I think the violin, you just, you really have to go for it. And I think that's one of the most fulfilling experiences you can have. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Jacob, you were also a violinist, now turned conductor. Um, what's it like to be in that position of standing in front and having all these people paying attention to you? Well, you know, I mean, it's uh, it feels like a great responsibility sometimes, but actually... I find conducting to be a very uh, odd juxtaposition between this, you, you, you know, in, in one sense, you're the person who's, who's most in control. You get to set the tempo. You get to set a number of very important parameters that uh, dictate how the performance goes. But on another, in another sense, you're the only one who's not producing any sound. And having played violin for years, you know, you get used to contributing in a very visceral physical way to the sound and and so that's been one of the oddest things about conducting for me is that uh it feels a little bit like coaching a a team where you know you wish you could get out there on the field and and play yourself but you 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 can't that's not that's not your job that's that's someone else's job and while you have a lot of control over how things go um i often miss that that playing aspect and so I love conducting more than anything else but it's it's a uh, it's an interesting dichotomy between being in control and, and not actually making any sound that's what's make that's what makes it fascinating and, and I love it for that and, reason. and how did you choose to become a conductor I mean because you were doing quite well as a violinist I'm just curious what uh, drew, drew you down that path honestly I played in a lot of orchestra uh, in a lot of youth orchestra like the tours that we're on right now and I um, always had very strong ideas about how I thought the performance should go. I've found on the tour, uh, there are some kids in Paiso who are exactly that same way, who I've already identified may have the conducting gene just like I had, because you're sitting in orchestra and you want to be the one who makes the decisions, not someone else. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think that drew me another big issue I had playing in youth orchestra, which was uh, problematic for, for everyone I played with was that, I uh, didn't really look at my music very much. I just looked around the orchestra and would stare at instruments when they were about to come in, which is great as a conductor because that's what you're supposed to do. As a player in the orchestra, it's incredibly distracting and annoying. And uh, not to name any names, we have a few people who do that in Paiso as well because they, are very, they listen very well. And, but but that's, that was an indicator for me that maybe I should should make the switch. I see. Well, thank you. And Bill, (laughs) you were with Pittsburgh Opera since uh, 2007 and now as executive director for the Pittsburgh Youth Symphony Orchestra. A little bit of a change for you, too. How's that feel? 
Well, it's been fantastic. I, I, I've loved my time at, at Pittsburgh Opera and miss uh, so much about it, but it's been a joy to transition into this um, uh, long-standing, high-quality, artistic standard organization with a, a vibrant past and a vibrant present uh, as well. And, um, you know, to come and perform at Heinz Hall with this high level of student musician that we have in Pittsburgh, so the artistic integrity is, is, is still there. It's been a real joy. Um, I've worked with a lot of young artists, as you know, um, in my career, and so to continue it into this um, fashion has just been a, um, a great way of um, sort of uh, continuing that path and to uh, give back in a way to uh, the next generation of um, young performer. That is great. Well, you have your concert tonight. You have a full orchestral rehearsal coming up in just a few moments. Thank you all so very much. Jacob Joyce, music director, Sadie Navid, student and violinist at Shadyside Academy and violinist with the orchestra, and Bill Powers, executive director. Thank you all so much for taking a little bit of your very precious time and uh, talking with me. Oh, Anna, thank you for taking some of your precious time as well. It's a delight, and we'll see you back in DeBerg. Sounds great. Safe travels home. Thank you.